Hello, how's it going? Good, how are you doing? I'm good. Are you all souped up and ready for action? I am pretty much all souped up and ready for action. I got half of it into me, which is which is good enough. Is it? Is it, is it, was it so enough? Hot. It's enough for now. It's the first food I've eaten pretty much today, but except for some peanuts, because um, I don't I don't think I've gotten into this with you yet, but. Um, <clears throat> The, the crows have been eating peanuts voraciously. Like, I can't even keep up with them these days. Oh, no. So, I've been, like, since, whatever, like, October or something, I've been through two 25-pound bags. And so, and it's kind of a hassle to go to the feed store because it's, like, eh, it's, like, three miles away. And, you know, it's just a hassle. So, I've just been, what I've started doing is just buying roasted peanuts in the bag like at the supermarket uh-huh and um so i bought a couple of bags of like unsalted um because i figured i didn't want to like introduce a bunch of sodium into crow's diets unnecessarily but then at a certain point i was like but i kind of enjoy eating salted peanuts so i've been buying the salted ones and then I'll, i can just walk around with my pocket full of crow peanuts but then i, I can also snack on them Um, if I want to as well (laughs) and it's really funny to like um like a crow will be watching me waiting for a peanut and I'll just like crack one open and start eating it (laughs) I can just imagine what they're thinking like hey 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 asshole asshole that's for me (laughs) those are ours what are you doing (laughs) Um, go eat macaroni or something do they do you think they're gonna all get high blood pressure now I don't know. I can just picture their little their little uh, crow feet swelling up so fat that they can't even wrap it around a branch anymore, you know? Yeah. But I figure it's probably okay because they can just drink more water or whatever, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think because animals need salt, right? I like, think so. Sources of salt in the – yeah, sources of salt in the wild are, like, treasured by – wild animals that's why they give you know livestock salt licks and stuff plus so a little i figure bit... it's kind oh go ahead sorry what? i'm ru- i'm being rude I, it's really hard to talk on the phone and not interrupt people sorry <laughs> that's <all right. laughs> but i figure they're getting a precious mineral resource out of it you know it's not like earthworms have a lot of salt that i know of so yeah pretty I... much all all I, I think salt like it makes helps the water stay in your body longer so like if, yeah <laughs> if you have zero salt in your diet you're just peeing out before it has a chance to absorb into your tissues i don't know a doctor friend oh, of mine yeah. told me to put pink sea salt in my water because i don't eat any salt at all and she's like you need a little bit to help the water stay in your tissues longer yeah, well, there's something called hypoisotonic. Isotonic is like saline solution. Okay. It has the same salinity as, as our body's natural fluid, so 0.9%. And that's what saline solution is. That's why you can squirt it in your eyes and it doesn't sting. Because ah. if you put pure water if you put pure water in your eyes, it's, it's like drawing... No, it's forcing extra water into your cell tissues... 
to make up for make up for the osmotic balance differential. It's a weird thing. Yeah. But <clears throat> so like if you drink distilled water which has like zero mineral content just like what you described it's going to flush water out of your body in fact a lot of like people who are trying to cut weight for like you know wrestling or whatever they'll drink straight up uh distilled water to like get shed those last few pounds of water weight so yeah you got to have a little salt because your your whole body is based on a the your whole nervous system is based on a sodium potassium pump uh-huh. which uses this um which uses this like energy potential difference between whatever sodium and pota- it's a it's a long thing that I I'm not even really clear on <laughs> but what? it's the whole mechanism by which our bodies function is through the use of a little bit of salt at least um, so I should start putting salt in my water. I have the salt. I just don't put in my water because I'm lazy. Yeah. Well, you know what I like is um, natural spring water because it does have dissolved minerals in there. And it doesn't matter whether it's salt or other kind of minerals. It's it's all about dissolved ions, like the concentration of dissolved ions, no matter what they are. Oh. I believe. What's... So there's lots of different kinds of salts. It doesn't have to be table salt, you know, sodium salt. There's all kinds of salts out there. What's the mineral that's in natural water that in the 50s they used to give psychotic patients? Um, oh, gosh. Uh, how would I even look that up? Um, because I read that it's a, it's a mineral that's in natural water and uh, in places where they don't drink natural water, they drink filtered water like us. Um, depression and suicide rates are higher. And that oh, li- lithium. Lithium. Is it lithium? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, there are places where there's a high constant, you know, relatively high concentration of lithium in the water. I, there's a place I went on a cross country trip driving west to east. Um, back in like the 90s or something and we I stopped in this little town I want to say it was in like Wyoming or something <clears throat> and it the town was called Wasta and uh, supposedly they were famous because their city water supply had elevated levels of lithium in it so it was like they called it the Wasta cocktail oh <laughs> yeah. Whatever. So the people would come from all around and just to get collect their water and you know take it home or whatever weird thing. I uh, but yeah. yeah, and then in the yeah. Oh, I briefly took supplemental lithium, and the only reason I didn't quit or I didn't keep taking it is just because I, supplements are expensive, and it's like I'm I already spend like a hundred dollars a month on supplements, so I don't need any more to add to the equation uh but i mean i didn't notice if it did anything or not but yeah i i tried taking it for a little while too and i had the same same feeling i couldn't tell if it was doing anything i don't know yeah if but i if i were a rockefeller of... i'd take everything you know what i mean like because <laughs> why not but i'm not so yeah yeah i don't know it's I, I've tried taking supplements and stuff in the past, and it's always the same thing. Like, I never notice a difference. 
And it's like, well, what the fuck? Why am I wasting my money on it if it's not doing anything? Or if yeah. I can't tell it's doing anything, you know? <clears throat> I don't know. Whatever. Are we recording? So I... I'm recording. Okay, so am I. Uh, I just... Did I just... Did I just Sydney to you? No, no, no. I'm recording too, but I just wanted to make sure that you were also recording. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think if we had gone this long without recording and no one mentioned it, someone hadn't. Yeah, that would have been a problem. We would have missed all this gold. <laughs> this is this is gold. Yeah, yeah. People love this stuff. So I fed the crows. So I've been feeding the crows a lot. And um, yeah, like I said, I've just started getting those salted peanuts or whatever but luckily they're only out from like like they don't show up until at least eight in the morning and then by like three they're all gone for the day oh so they're only around for like seven hours during the day you know the day day length is so short that they're just i guess they're just spending half of the you know 12 hours a day in their roost or whatever so they have precious little time to go forage during the during the daylight hours and so they're just like they're crazy they're like voracious for peanuts uh hence me going through so many of them oh because the because it's winter and the days are shorter and they gotta like get fatten up and store some fats in their body and just whatever yeah so they're they're, they have less time to do it and they need it more almost you know oh and then because it's not nesting season like the whole extended family group it sort of like forages as a group instead of having their well-defined little little territories um knuckles and her abusive dad and all of her brothers and sisters just all kind of fly around together and so sometimes it's really hard to like single knuckles out and get her like a big juicy peanut just for her you know because she's got like eight or nine siblings and her parents nearby all also trying to grab that peanut wait knuckles dad (laughs) is abusive yeah, he beats her up all the time. <laughs> what? Crows are different. Crows are different. They're not. They're not. Um. They don't. Sh- they don't like sharing. Oh, not even with their kids. <laughs> well, she's an adult, so it's yeah. like it's different. She's an adult. Yeah, I mean, it's like go do laundry at you know a laundromat. Like you don't have to bring all your laundry home with you every time you visit. Knuckles. I, yeah, I met people who did that like deep into their 20s and it was mystifying to me. Yeah, I don't understand it either. But yeah, so uh, so it's harder and harder to feed Knuckles. There's this one crow, this one little smart aleck crow that when I'm walking back from the soup place, like a, a few weeks ago, he started like doing this this like real close flyby and uh the crows do that all the time to kind of get your attention they'll like swoop down like hey look at me and then land on a branch and like wait for the peanut Uh uh-huh but this little smart this little smart ass has taken to slapping the top of my head with his wings as he flies by no and so he did that a couple of times i'm just like really dude really and then like and then like he, he did that a couple of times and then the next, like the next week or whenever it was, the next time that happened, he planted his feet on the top of my head briefly and then flew off. Like he, he gave me a little tap down. <laughs> it was um, crazy. I don't like this. I was just this. like, 
<laughs> He's taking liberties, Rob. It seemed a little aggressive. And I look, and it's the same little dude every time. He's just like this little pipsqueak. And it's just like, how did you get such big balls on you, little dude? Like, he's he's obviously a young crow, but he's just like the, the Steve-O of the group or something. How, and can you really tell them apart? Like, they look enough... They, they look different enough you can tell? No, I can't tell them apart, but <clears throat> I can tell by their behavior or proximity to a location or whatever. Knuckles, obviously, is the only one that I can always be sure is Knuckles because she's got the physical deformity and all. Yeah. But no, I can't tell them apart unless, you know, it's... I know it's Buddy knuckles knuckles dad i know it's buddy if i'm near my place and a crow lands and just like walks you know just follows alongside me like 18 inches from my feet like he's real comfortable around me like okay. to the point where i'm like dude i could i could kick you <laughs> he's like yeah you're not gonna give me a peanut <laughs> <laughs> so but no i can't tell them apart even though they can they can tell me apart whether i'm walking riding a bike or driving, like, the company vehicle. They know you. Like, they they know me. And they can see me from, like, a block and a half away. Like, I'll be driving the work truck, and they'll see me from, like, a block and a half away and come, come flying towards me. It's crazy. It's kind of embarrassing sometimes, because they're kind of, like, blowing up my spot. <laughs> if there's, like, 12 crows, like, just, like, mobbing me as I'm trying to walk between buildings. It's like, come on, guys, knock it off. Yeah, you're, <laughs> like, like, you're drawing attention. Might... Yeah, my boss might be looking or something. Knock it off. Um, whatever. Scott McNulty sent me an article, which I haven't read because he, he texted it to me exactly when I hit dial to call you. Um, but it's a BBC oh, article. Okay. And the headline is, Crows might be the smartest animal other than primates. So um, I'll I, read it. But I it, believe it. Yeah. I totally believe it. They're they're said to have the intelligence of like a five year old human. That's pretty intelligent. <clears throat> it's way yeah. It's it's pretty intelligent. Their problem solving skills are top notch. And yeah, we talked about that like um, oh the theory of mind thing where they kind of understand that other individuals might have different goals than they do and whatnot. So. Yeah, they're they're brilliant. I don't mind feeding them. I just wish they would kind of like keep it on the down low sometimes. Yeah, or like lighten <laughs> up on the snacks, you know? Like you're just burning through money buying peanuts. Pretty much, yeah. And but the cool thing is is like now the the feed store I go to, they charge about the same price as what you can buy peanuts for at like Safeway. Oh, okay. If you buy, you know, go buy the the two pound bag of like roasted peanuts it's four bucks generally and if you go buy the 25 pound bag it's 50 bucks so you're actually getting you know the same deal except i can eat them as well <laughs> which is nice yeah but uh but yeah it's it's more of just the hassle of keeping them in stock my goodness but i don't know it's okay i i don't mind doing it it's fun for me. <laughs> well, it's fun to have friends, Rob. It's fun to have friends. For sure it is. So, 
I wouldn't know but what other that's than like, that, but I I hear it's fun. Yeah, I don't I don't really have any friends other than crows, so <laughs> take what you get. And here's a here's a bummer, not to bring it down super no, hard, bring but it my, way my down. Nine, my nine hundred year old cat finally died. Your cat died? So Yeah, he kinda he was going downhill pretty steadily and then right around Thanksgiving he just stopped eating and drinking and just kinda slept <laughs> until he died, basically. You know, every once in a while he'd get up and grumble. And change position or whatever. So, um, so, so that was pretty sad. Although it's one of those things where it's like kind of at the same time it's a relief that his suffering is over, you know. Well, yeah, of but, course. It's hard when you live with um a sickly animal. Yeah, because it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. And it's still like I still find myself like I'll open the door coming, you know, coming home from work or something. I'll open the door and like part of me expects to see him and then i have to remind myself myself that he's not he's not here anymore it's like oh so that's kind of a bummer and uh so i buried him at work because <laughs> <laughs> i live in an apartment building and i'm sure my landlord would have let me bury him somewhere but it was kind of like there's just uh, whatever i don't know it's a more peaceful place the spot that i buried him but um unfortunately he died like at 1 a.m on a sunday night like a monday early monday morning uh-huh so i didn't have which i have the day off but like oh i would have felt weird going into work and and like digging a hole in the, on your day <laughs> in off this apartment or in this office building courtyard on my day off yeah like oh i'm just gonna plant something later what i don't know so that it seemed really fishy, so I decided to wait until the following weekend because, like, I work Saturdays, so I could just like kind of bust it out, whatever. And um, so, but you know, that's a week away. So in the meantime, I stuck him in the freezer at work. <laughs> in the freezer at work or at home? Yeah the the one where I the one where I keep the peanuts. For the crows uh-huh. and i get like the 25 pound bag of peanuts that's like i stick it in there yeah so i like put them in a box and wrapped it in a bag and like stuck it behind the peanuts <laughs> in the work freezer where he sat for about a week and Did- then uh, i pulled them out dug a nice dug a nice big hole i uh managed to find my turtle that i buried two years ago in the same spot so it was like whoops oh hey hey murph sorry murph here i'll, I'll put you right i'll put you back real quick <laughs> let me scoot up let me let me scoot over about 15 inches i'll start digging a new hole here <laughs> it was yeah it was sort of a comedy of errors but did you Whatever. write a note on the box while it was in the freezer? Like, do not open under any circumstances. <laughs> or did you just I thought assume... about it. <clears throat> I just put it behind the, like, a 25-pound bag of uh, peanuts is pretty, it takes up basically the whole freezer. Uh-huh. But, like I said, I've been, I've, it's been empty, or at that point, it had just maybe like a pound or two in the bag left. Um, so I just kind of like stuck it behind 
the bag and nobody uses the freezer at work anyway oh, okay so anyway I, I wasn't too worried about it but whatever oh man that's rough that is so that's that's some that's craziness that's some craziness from my life um well i don't know if you heard the news about the craziness in my life but i got rear-ended by a a drunk driver and i don't have a car anymore yeah again yeah i did i saw that on twitter that sucks (laughs) yeah did they ever find did they ever find the guy I don't know. So because he, he I was stopped at a red light and he hit me. Um, he rear-ended me and then scraped the whole side of my car and hit another car and then jumped out of his truck and ran. So I don't know if they found yeah. him or not. I think like if the car, if the owner of the car had insurance on it, then like that's fine. That'll cover my shit. Um, so hopefully they, you know, they did. Um, I mean, I have uninsured motorists, so it's whatever, but, um, but yeah, I can't like file a personal injury suit against an individual because I can't, as of now, I don't know who was driving that car. Wow. Now, was it stolen? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So how do you not know this by now? Well, no one's gotten back to me about it at the time. Uh, when the accident happened, like, 911 was, first of all, busy that night, which is, like, scary that you can call 911 multiple times and get a busy signal. Um, but Ugh. the driver in the other car who was hit was able to get through and get the police out there. But it took them a while to get there because they had other priorities, you know. Like, we we were two people who were walking and fine. So, like, you know we're not at the top of the priority and they came and they assessed the scene and whatever and they did an accident exchange form but they couldn't do a like a police like press charges or give me any of that information because they have to prove who was driving the car and if it's the owner the owner could easily like go home and report his car stolen i don't know what type of shenanigans he's gonna try to pull um yeah it was wild um so then now i'm just dealing with like i couldn't go to the chiropractor right away because i had to see a lawyer first and go to the chiropractor the lawyer sent me so i had to wait to get in with the lawyer to wait to get in with their chiropractor who i saw on friday and they were like we can't adjust you until you get x-rays but our x-ray tech went home for the day so come back monday um here's a bottle of muscle relaxers um which I took once, and then the, ne- the whole next day I felt really weird, and I was like, I don't like those. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But uh, And my insurance hasn't – they took five days to tow my car, and then they still haven't gotten back to me about what – they said it's probably totaled based on the pictures I sent them, but no one's updated me to tell me if I'm getting my car back – if they found the other driver so I don't have to pay my deductible or do I have to pay my $2,000 deductible or is, I don't know. It's a, it's a thing. It is a thing. Um, and, uh, so that's fun. Don't drink and drive. Yeah. What? Ooh, chai. What? Um, 
Oh, I thought you said, I'm drinking chai. And I was like, well, that's a non sequitur, but that sounds yummy. No, I you wish. You said, don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> no, I've been drinking um, a lot of London Fogs, which is steamed milk with uh, uh, Earl Grey tea or English breakfast tea. Um, and those are pretty good. Wait, it's what in, in tea? It's black tea with steamed milk. What kind of milk? Steamed. So basically hot milk. Oh, steamed milk. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So I've been doing a lot of those because um, I, I quit drinking coffee. That's... Yeah, that's going well for you? Yeah, it's weird because I um, don't miss it at all. And uh, I thought... Oh. I thought That's perfect. I yeah. I feel a lot better in the mornings because I'm not like, I need coffee, headache, migraine. Oh, I'm just like, oh, I'm up now. Yeah, that's the part that I like the best is not feeling beholden to it for my sense of like sanity every day or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's really not. The addiction itself is not worth it because once you get it, you know, once you're accustomed to drinking, you know, two or three cups of coffee in the morning it doesn't do anything for you it just gets you back to normal (laughs) it's like heroin heroin withdrawals or something yeah so once you do quit once you do quit like you can have a cup of coffee and it'll do crazy good stuff for you because you're just like jacked on it you're like holy crap wow you know what i mean yeah, I thought so, about doing drinking coffee like yesterday just because I was it's the holidays were super busy at work and I was at work till one or two a.m. like every night this week. And then I worked a day shift and I was dragging and I was like, well, if I drink coffee now, I bet it would really jolt me into action. And but I don't believe in um uh, like indulging in things you wouldn't normally for the sake of work. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. So I'm not going <clears throat> yeah, to. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm not going to break my uh, sobriety from coffee on on behalf of my job. Yeah, you're not going to like, I don't know. Sacrifice isn't the best word, but like sacrifice your principles just for the betterment of your employer. Yeah. Sort of. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that totally. I get that totally. Yeah. It's like, you know what? If you're in a fog in life, then you're going to be at fog and, you know, in a fog at work. Yeah. And just whatever, whatever. That's what they're getting. <laughs> yeah. Which, speaking of, um, I had like a wild week at work because we're, we're about twice as busy. And I say that because my paycheck last week and this week were twice as big as they normally are, um, which is very nice. But when you're that busy, you get just a real lineup of bullshit um and so I already talked about on Twitter how like in the past week I've had um a a nine-month pregnant woman drinking at my bar um a woman who just got out of the hospital after having her stomach drained of 12 quarts of beer because she just like her digestive system shut down because she's in end-stage alcoholism um but she came to us after that um a guy who skipped his check-in at rehab, like, it's, oh, and the, my favorite is the Uber driver who I didn't realize, like, that he was leaving to go, like, I thought he would come to the bar when he was done driving for the day, and then, like, 
I saw him a couple days ago, like look at his phone and go, oh, I should, I got to go drive an Uber after he's had six cocktails. Um, and so just, <laughs> just like an all-star lineup of trashy, terrible people um, celebrating the holidays uh, at my bar, which is very much, it's almost like we, we're, we have our Christmas lights, the whole building's coated in lights inside and outside, and it's up year-round, um, which is why we had an electrical fire on Thanksgiving. Um, but anyways, uh, so we've had an all-star lineup of losers celebrating the holidays at our bar. And then the finale was my manager got fired for drinking on the job. Um, <sighs> and I just was like, Jesus Christ, I don't like, first of all, I don't believe in drinking on the job. Um, Aside from it being illegal, like, we can lose our liquor license if staff are caught drinking on the job by the liquor board. Like, liquor license is gone. You are no longer a bar. Like, it's very serious that bartenders cannot drink on the job. And, like, it happens a lot, but it is very much illegal and it threatens the business. But also, I I just feel like work is a buzzkill. And so why would you drink on the job? Because doing your job is going to kill that buzz it doesn't make any sense to me and so uh yeah it's been uh just drama rama behind the scenes at work and uh, i hate it and every time this happens the owner is like sydney you sure you don't want to be the manager i'm like no i do not so yeah i don't blame you yeah that's a weird one isn't that kind of like state by state Aren't the rules, don't the rules vary state by state on whether you can drink if like a bartender, because some places you can, a bartender can have a shot with a customer or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it must be legal because I, I hear a lot of it, of, of it, a lot about it happening, especially if people are like, yeah, in Vegas, the bartenders do shots with you, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Vegas, Montana comes <laughs> to mind, places like that. I'm sure New Orleans, you know, Louisiana is probably a little lax on <laughs> that yeah. kind of restriction. The way Arizona works is um, we have, I forget what they're called because uh, it's been a while since I, I you have to take, um, you're supposed to take this class to become a bartender where you're licensed with the state. And it's been a while since I took it. But there are laws here where say one of my customers leaves and they get in a drunk driving accident. Not only can my bar be sued, the business can be sued, but I personally can be sued and held liable or have a $5,000 personal fine because I I let someone reach the point of intoxication and get in a vehicle. And so I think part of what requiring bartenders to be sober is, is that we are responsible for these people um, mm. even mm. when they leave the bar. So... Um, you know, if you're drunk, you're not going to be as aware and on top of that and making sure like no one's drinking too much or getting reckless or any of that bullshit. Um, what if, what if they go home and like have sex with like a really ugly person or something? Can um, you be held liable? I don't know. There's a lot of times where I want to intervene in that, where I see like people like, can you get can you get hit with a paternity lawsuit if you um 
overserved and it resulted in an unwanted pregnancy yeah i don't know it's, i mean if it, <laughs> i don't know either i i bite my tongue on a lot of situations where i'm like you should not be doing <laughs> we once had this lady like her and her husband come in all the time let me describe this couple to you he is deaf he has um the external hearing aid thing that like helps but he's you he, like he can't hear you if you talk to him and he doesn't see your face he can't hear well enough to hear what you said he he relies mostly on reading lips which helps him in the case of his wife who is the world's most annoying woman um and she's just tiny and really tightly wound just like always on him for everything whether he ordered wrong or whatever you know the type who's like shouldn't you get a salad um or like if he gets a whiskey coke she'll be like diet coke um and uh yeah she's awful and they like to come in and uh get drunk and argue and uh one night they got drunk they argued and he actually left without her because, like, there was this guy buying them shots, and then he kind of, like, hit on the wife. And the deaf guy was like, dude, no, like, we're going to go. And she's like, I'm having fun. I want to stay. And he's like, let's go. She wouldn't, whatever. He left. And she stayed and was drinking with this dude who is, like, a trash bag mess. Um, and, like, they were, like, they were dancing. It was getting way too close for comfort. And, um... I was very tempted to, when I got off work, say, hey, I'm giving you a ride home. You're not going to ruin your marriage over this tonight. Like, just leave. And then I felt, well, I'm not her friend. I'm not in charge of her life. I don't really want to give someone a ride home or have this person in my car. Um, so I'm just going to let this keep happening, I guess. Um, I don't know if they ended up hooking up or not, but... I just, uh, so I'll see people actively making bad decisions and I, I, I want to intervene, but it's not my business. Like, I can't tell that pregnant lady, I know you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's a tricky one. I can see it with the pregnant lady more so than the, the adulterer, to yeah. be honest. Like, well, that's up to them, but like, there's someone, yeah, it's affecting an innocent party in the case with the with the pregnant lady but yeah like no i guess there's 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 technically no law against it probably right no nope. i don't know nope and i i could flex on we have the right to refuse service to anyone um right but you know she could be like how then, do you know then I'm you get pregnant? a bad yeah i'm just i'm just fat yeah which she wasn't she it's was a, it's... she was super skinny and obviously pregnant <laughs> but like what if I was wrong? And she's like, I have a medical condition or I don't, these are yes. tumors. Um, or are you being racist? <laughs> Cause she was not a white person. Like, uh, and meanwhile, I'm just like, no, you're like, cause she, she ordered our special fish and chips. It came with a beer and I expected her to go to her friend. Oh, you can have my beer. And so I go, Oh, are you, do you want the beer? And she's like, yeah. Like, why are you even asking me? <laughs> And so I right. set, I set it down and uh, thought she would just pass it to her friend and no she drank it and then like an hour later it, she ordered an IPA so we're the first one was a, a PBR now we're at an IPA and uh, we're climbing an alcohol uh, 
content ladder yeah and then we had a fireball promotion there where we have a shot girl going around handing out free shots of fireball and my coworker's like oh no she did the fireball shots too and i just felt okay all right that's happening i guess yikes yeah um i heard of a late it was actually my ex's a friend of my ex's was like a you know pretty heavy alcoholic and got pregnant and uh i think even the doctor was like if you can just keep it to like one beer a day Mm -hmm. throughout the course of the pregnancy like you're fine that's not gonna hurt the baby so she was like she actually like adhered to it (laughs) and just had like one beer every night while she was pregnant and you know that was like a victory you know and i don't think that's actually that bad i don't think one beer is gonna hurt well that's why the the first the first beer that she had i was like you know what i've heard one beer's fine i'm sure that's fine and i was like honestly just if i were pregnant i would not do it in public because it's just Mm -hmm, it's not mm -hmm. a good look even if it's totally safe it's not a good look it's the same reason you don't eat fast food in public that is is a shame food you do it (laughs) in private um but then yeah with this the second and then the shot i was like oh okay this is more than that but i'm not gonna say anything the good news for the baby is it looks like any day now it's gonna escape that womb (laughs) and uh that'll be yeah that'll be for its betterment um I, I and I still see like every once in a while I'll see a pregnant lady smoking a cigarette and it's just like Jesus Christ. Yeah, Zach, <laughs> I don't know. Zach was telling me he had a friend who is a heavy smoker and when she was pregnant, she quit buying cigarettes, but then she would still bum cigarettes from friends um to be like, "Oh, I didn't buy a pack. I just had like one." And he's like can you just buy your own cigarettes? Because now I feel complicit in enabling you to do something that I don't want you to be doing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't bring me into this. Yeah. When I, when I got pregnant, I stopped buying crack. I would just bum crack. Yeah. That's, there's a thing with smokers where they, uh, they quit. They, they're like, I'm going to quit. And they just quit buying. And then they become the cigarette bum. And you're like, nobody likes you right now. You're still smoking. You're just a bum. It's like I won't order French fries, but I will eat the fuck out of someone else's French fries. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't so know. So what else is going on, Sydney? What else is going on? Um, There's got to be something else going on. Oh, you know, just pot and Oh, I rejoined a Pilates studio. Uh, and I've been going every day, and I'm significantly less depressed. So that's very exciting uh, for me because um, I had initially quit because it's very expensive. Um, but after over a year of not going, my back problems were so bad that I was spending almost as much at the chiropractor as I was going to Pilates. And so it was like, well, I'm not saving any money and my back hurts. Um, and a new studio opened up by my house and they gave a, a 20% off lifetime, like if you were the first hundred to sign up. So I said, sign me up. Um, and that has been very exciting and I enjoy it a lot. And uh, yeah, so that's that's new and good. That's a positive happening in my life. 
That is positive. Yeah. Say, I got a question for you. Yeah. I got a question for you. So, is it is it unprofessional or I've got a crush on the on this chick that works at the Red Elm where I go where I take my kid to like go get waffles and whatever. Okay. Is it is it like rude to like how do you go about like asking someone out? Is that is it rude to do so? First of all, as a server, I feel like I need your input on this. Um It has happened to me. Um I feel like the more casual it happens, the better. Like, hey, if you ever want to get you know, get a drink sometime, let me know. That and then it puts the ball in their court. Um, right, slipper, slipper, a piece of paper with the you know folded up piece of paper with my phone name and phone number on it or something. Yeah, with like a tracing of your dick, and then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like a, a big sheet of paper, like a giant, <laughs> like a newspaper folded in half. Yeah, basically. like it's rolled up like architectural plans. Um, <laughs> yeah, paper mache. So I make a paper mache model of my dick. Yeah, and then I write my phone number on it and and casually slip it across the the espresso counter to yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay, let me think. I'm trying to think of scenarios in which I have. But been... wait, first of all, first of all, is it inappropriate though? No. Like, she's she's being nice to everyone. Do you think it's just that I think she's being extra nice to me, or no? Uh, um. You can usually tell, I think, if someone's being extra nice to you specifically, because um, I've definitely had my customers that I take better care of or I'm more excited to see. Um, and so like and I have had crushes on customers before. So I think, you know, it's fair to assume that she could like you Um you are opening yourself up to if it's a no, will it be weird for you to go back in? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you no, have, to, yeah, I, I'm, I'm aware of that. So yeah. yeah. You have to do it in a casual way where if it's a no, it's no big deal. Um, I, cause I've had Here's I've, the other thing too. Yeah. Oh no, go ahead. Well, here's the other thing too, is, uh, like, so many it's like basically an it's like a lgbtq fest in there so i also i'm not even positive it's you know my track record with um, my gaydar is a little bit off well you're just attracted so. to lesbians <laughs> i think that might be that's the your type <laughs> but the lipstick kind yeah <laughs> yeah uh I don't know. I'll let you know. Probably nothing's going to happen with that. It's just one of those things where it's like, what would I do? How would one go about that? Well, sometimes sometimes customers will be like, what do you do? Like, where do you hang out at? What do you do outside of work? And then it opens it up to, oh, I really like comedy shows. And you can say, me too. We could go to one. If you ever want to, if there's one you want to go to, let me know. Or, oh, I go to this place. So it kind of gives you just asking, what do you do outside of work? Where do you where do you hang out? Opens it up to a conversation about then you can go, oh, well, yeah. Have you been to the Science Center? Like, 
you know, if she's like, oh, I like museums, you can say, oh, have you been to this one? Um, so that's what I would do is I would try to ask her what her interests are. I'm going to put it up to the listeners. Uh, go ahead and hit me up on Twitter and use the hashtag. What should the hashtag be? Mm. Waffle lady? Waffle waffle lady? Waffle girl? Waffle girl. Waffle woman? Waffle woman. Waffle girl. Waffle woman. WW. Um. So, listeners, after you hear this, hit me up on Twitter, at Rob Loves Beard on Twitter. And tell me with the hashtag Waffle Woman how you think I should like let her know that I'm available. Yeah, because I've had so here's a, here's been a successful asking out of a customer was I had a regular who came in for breakfast every day, casual conversation, nothing too much, and then one day he just said, "Listen." You really make me laugh, and I would love to take you out for dinner sometime. Perfect. And then we went to dinner, and we dated briefly, and that was fun. Um, what what never works for me as a bartender is when people are like, what are you doing when you get off work? But it's the same with guys who like ask girls, like, sup, what you doing now? Like, it's fuckboy behavior. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the ones who like... Uh, like I went this one, oh, this one fucking be still my loins. This one business daddy who used to come into my coffee shop all the time. Um, and sometimes he'd come in on my lunch break, like he'd bring his lunch and we'd sit down and eat lunch together. Um, but like one day he's like, you want to go get happy hour food like Monday? And I was like, sure. Um, so like those have been successful. I feel is when they've been like, I would like to take you out. I think that's a good approach, too. Yeah. The guy a who was statement. like, oh, if I had a sweet little thing like you who was going to school and doing something with her life, I'd uh, I'd take a, I'd keep real good care of you. I'd give you a credit card with a $1,000 limit, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, um, okay, sir, first of all, I have three degrees and a brand new sports car, so there's nothing you can give to me that I can't give to myself. I don't need your fucking money. Um because uh, that was gross and predatory the way he, if you little thing like you doing something with her life like, ugh. what let me see um what if i hang on i'm trying to do something are you making the paper mache of your dick i'm making the paper mache of my dick how does this fucking thing work oh what if I went into the restaurant with a bunch of reverb and said, Hey, you're pretty and you're nice. Would you like to go out sometime? Time? 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 <laughs> you're going to, you're going to hear. I'm going to hear it that's when a I. Little, that's, that's a little, ju- yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we like to have fun. Anything you do, you should do with voice modulation for sure. <laughs> for oh, sure. so silly. 
Um, so silly. So silly. I have a question for you, Rob. Do you do New Year's resolutions or do you think they're silly? I think they're silly. I think they're silly. I think that's something, I mean, I guess a new, you know, the new year, oh, it's a good time to make a change or whatever, but I think any lasting change is going to come about gradually Mm -hmm. over time, not just based on a calendar change, you know? So I think it's kind of a cop-out, although if it helps people, you know, whatever, that's fine. It helped, you know, fat Bert not die of heart disease, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no. I guess, yeah, I don't know anybody who's actually completed their New Year's resolution, so they seem silly to make. I mean, my my resolution is always to move my body more and wash my hair less, like very attainable, <laughs> very attainable That's goals. That's pretty good. Um, but yeah. That's I, a good I, one. It, I, I know a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm going to wait till the New Year to start eating better, or I'm going to wait till the New Year to stop drinking or whatever, and it just is like, I don't know why you have to wait to start being good to yourself right yeah and i toyed with the idea of doing a like a and this is you know one of those real low bar resolutions but like read two books over the course of the next year Mm -hmm. i never i never actually made that resolution which is good because guess how many books i read over the course of this past year how many (laughs) zero <laughs> oh really yeah i'm just not a reader it's it's hard for me because i don't i feel like i just don't have the time to do it most of the reading i do is for the show so i don't get to do as much recreational reading right especially because any free yeah. time i have now i'm spending with zach um whereas like i you know i used to have more alone time that would be reading time but um, you know how it is being in a relationship. Yeah, and that's that's my thing is like, you know, parent parent child relationship mm-hmm. and work basically takes takes up most of my time, you know, and then I don't know. Then I'm just kinda ready to chill out, maybe play play uh a hundred turns of uh civilization six. Oh, how's Nintendo. that going? <laughs> it's going pretty good. Uh, I oh, uh, did you hear the last episode of um, last podcast on the left? The past couple episodes. Um, about the murder of Girly Chew. There was Girly Chew, and then the the previous one, like the relaxed fit. Oh. Um, from earlier this week. Yes. Um, Henry Henry talks about his his civilization game. Oh. <laughs> he talks about it for a while and it was just kind of like yes someone else gets it <laughs> <laughs> well you're in good company but, for sure yeah i think so i think so and i've even gotten my kid into it um she's got a game going and she's losing and i informed i, I made sure she knew that uh she's losing her game <laughs> but she doesn't care no but uh no, she's she's got her own. She's just I don't want to fight anyone. I just want to be friends with everyone and I want to be a good religious person. <laughs> Women like, are well, people that's a, pleasers. That's that's, uh, that's our greatest flaw is that we we want we're peacekeepers and people pleasers. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I've had games, now I've played 
these games go on for like 400 plus turns oh and i've probably played i probably played like six of them now <laughs> and sometimes i will fight i'll be like very warlike um only if somebody like declares war on me i'll be like oh okay then i'll just start taking every one of your cities then and stealing all your stuff and then there's other times where i'm like nope i'm not gonna fight anyone and uh i'm just gonna be peaceful and like i'll i'll get through an entire like game without declaring war or having declare or war declared on me but it's really un it's that's really rare usually ah. there's some jerk some jerk decides that he doesn't like who you're friends with so he declares war on you and starts attacking you and it's like well okay i'm gonna take your stuff then because i'm bigger and stronger than you yeah <laughs> yeah you have to stand up for but yourself no you gotta stand up for yourself but also you know there's there's all those juicy morsels you know their resources look delectable i just want that diamond mine for myself i want that you know uranium mine that's gonna come in handy later it might so, i don't know i don't know um yeah, speaking yeah. of uh getting getting what's yours so we watched this really good series on netflix called unbelievable and it i can't recommend it enough for anyone to watch it's so fucking good um it has tony collette in it and it's about a true case where this girl was her home was broken into and she was raped in the middle of the night and she reported it to police but police were like well there's not a lot of forensic evidence and this girl's been in and out of the foster care system we think she's making it up and they basically badgered her into um recanting her police report and saying that she made it all up they're like you're lying you're lying and she's like maybe i dreamed it but like it felt real to me and they're like you're a liar and she actually got uh charged with false reporting and then three years later this serial rapist was caught and like it was her rapist and so she sued the police department after like this you know three years of she lost her job she lost her friends everyone's like you're crazy and you lied about being violently raped what's wrong with you and so she find like oh and they give her back after they catch the guy they give her back her 500 dollars like fine that she had to pay when she was convicted of false reporting and she is like this doesn't seem right like the police department really did me dirty and i get a check for 500 dollars for court fees I had to pay back and so she goes to see a lawyer and is like I kind of feel like maybe I deserve more than this and the lawyer says you know what happens when you stop taking what you get you get more and um I know that was a greedy lawyer character making that statement but I like it really stood out in my head because I'm a type of person that maybe I like I sit down and I shut up too much and I don't stand up for myself. And so I was like, yeah, you know, it, it, there is there is some good. I so You got to pick your battles, right? Because we all know those people who just they make everything a battle. Um, but I don't like I don't stand up for myself in like most situations because I'm like, oh, I don't want to be petty. I don't want to cause conflict. I want to keep the peace. And then I was like, no, this like lawyer had it. That's a good point. Stop. Stop just taking what you get. And like, except that maybe you deserve more or you deserve better. 
Um, yeah, I think that's a good message. I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty bad about sticking up for myself like that, too, in real life. I mean, in civilization, it's great. There's really no repercussions if you uh, <laughs> if you um, commit genocide on Japan. Mm-hmm. But in real life, there are very serious repercussions for for doing so. So you try and you try and walk the line. Yeah, and like but, yeah, just um, yeah, I don't complain about things like at work that like, and then I get shafted a lot because when people know that you're you won't complain or you won't be resistant to things then you're the one that like gets the bad shift or has to do the extra work or whatever you know because it's like well if i asked anyone else to do this they'd put up a fight but sydney's not going to put up a fight and so you become like everyone's kind of like workhorse and uh i was like maybe maybe i need to like start you know saying no Put my foot down. Yes. Saying no. Yeah. That's speaking of New Year's resolutions. I've heard a lot of people's resolutions is just to say no more. Say no to more things. Some people say yes. Well, I want my resolution to be just to say yes to more things. A lot of people are like, no, my time is valuable. My free time is even more valuable. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say no to things that I'm definitely not interested in because I would rather take a nap. Well, then, yeah, it, you know, whatever. I think there's value in having really firm social boundaries because a lot of times you get invited or asked to do something and you say yes because it would be rude to say no, right? It would be, but then when it comes to the day that you have to go do the thing, you're dreading it because you're thinking, I don't really have time to like meet this person for tea or to see a movie I'm not even interested in. I've got laundry to do. I need to mop my floors. I need to get a pedicure or whatever it is. But now you've committed yourself to something you don't want to do because to have said no would be rude. Or you bail last minute, which is even ruder than if you say no in the first place. Um, and so I'm super... I. I get a lot of shit for being so rigid and protective of my free time, but I I get asked to hang out a lot, especially, you know, I got regulars at work. I have friends I don't see that much. And it's like, oh, we should get together. We should do this or that. And I'm just like, I have two days off a week and sometimes only one. And like one of those whole days is pod stuff. And the other day is like, you know, housework. Um, and spending time with Zach so like I don't especially when people are like they want to meet at a bar or whatever I'm like I don't have time for that like I my priorities are like working out doing the podcast you know working on art like I don't I don't know so I'm very rigid about that and people kind of give me shit because I'm always like no that sounds terrible No, I don't think so. That's why I don't have any friends, because then nobody asks me to do stuff on my days off or whatever. Then it's just my free time. <laughs> I'm pretty protective of my, you know, it's basically your life force that you're, you know, frittering away. We're all doing it every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, how 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 would you like to, when you're laying in your deathbed, to look back and, you know, how did I fritter away my life force? <laughs> hopefully it's by doing all the stuff you want to do 
yeah and not doing things you don't want to do yeah exactly (laughs) yeah your time on earth is limited and you want to do things that you want to do you want to do things that make you proud that build a good life for yourself and your family and I always say like no one on their deathbed is like oh I wish I I wish I went to bars more or you know that sort of thing (laughs) I wish I spent more time on my couch uh no one no one says that so well and also I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real like I am going through a thing where like my real life friends I am not really connecting to anymore like the people I know in Phoenix um and so why would I go out of my way and use my like my very valuable free time to spend time with people that like don't really get me maybe I don't really get them like I have a lot of online friends especially that I've met like through the pod who like I really connect to and I think that we just super get each other and like and the best thing about online friendships is that they're less intrusive of your time because if you're in different time zones you just get back to each other when you can you know um and so I've kind of moved away from my real life friendships uh and towards the my the people I know exclusively through the internet because I feel like I we just have more in common we've we've managed to find each other and we have shared interests and values yeah um in a way that's kind of isolating but in a way it's not i know that's the whole like duplicitous nature of social media in modern times is like it cuts you off from humanity and yet you're exposed to so much more humanity than you would never be exposed to if you know restrained by physical geographical limitations you know like this town i live in it's basically i don't like most of the people that live here if I'm walking down the street, the average person that I see, I'm like, I would never hang out with them. I would never, ever hang out with them. Uh, for whatever reason, there could be a multitude of reasons and based on whatever person it happens to be. But just in general, most people in life, I have no desire to engage with at all. <laughs> So, you know, something like social media or whatever is is kind of nice for self-selecting people that share interests or whatever. You know, it's almost like a dating site where, you know, uh, I'm sure they have it. A dating site for redheads who ride bicycles. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I like, <laughs> something like that. sometimes I get fed up with um, Instagram, like, oh, this is like weird and fake and I'm checking this too much. But at the same time, some of my favorite people I've met through it. I met Lauren Melisi, who was on the podcast talking about e-girls. I met her through Instagram. Um, I've recently befriended this uh, woman in Florida who runs a vintage store. She just moved her. Uh, she had a storefront. She moved it all online. She is recovering from surgery for her Crohn's disease. And like, it's really nice to have someone we talk about vintage clothes, thrifting, running a small business, being chronically ill, like all these things that we have in common. And I don't have anyone in my real life that I is like so much like where I'm at. Um, So it's like as much as I don't like Instagram as a whole it's it's really connected me to these people that I legitimately care about and I look forward to speaking to so 
um i i that's that's a wonderful tool i agree i agree i think the argument against it would be art but aren't you missing out on the real life interactions you know like actually being in the same room with you know we all had friends growing up or whatever you'd just be hanging out in the living room on a couch just like shooting this shit yeah (laughs) i kind of miss those days but but i feel like those days are past like i couldn't i probably couldn't go back to that at this point in my life well you don't have have too much shit going on yeah you don't have the same time you don't have the same mindset right yeah so and i don't know i know and i'll tell you this like i of my real life friends who like reached out to me about my car accident like not any of the like some of the people who i'm closest to who would describe me and be like oh i love sydney she's my best friend they didn't like reach out to see if i was okay or ask if i needed help or needed a ride anywhere like and but yet like my internet family was like oh my gosh are you okay how are things going? Yeah. And so it just was like, all right, well, now I know that like you can, you can say I'm your best friend all you want, but like, that's why I don't go out of my way to hang out with you. Like, because you don't actually and care you know about what? me. And that's why Sydney, I've, I've, I've chosen this opportunity to let you know that I'm starting a GoFundMe to buy you a 1973 Dodge Dart Custom with oh. 69,000 original miles. So all of your online community can pitch in and uh, and purchase, you know, if hopefully someone can find such a vehicle to purchase for <laughs> you. But as long as we come up with $3,000, as long as we can come up with 3000 bucks, I'm sure we'll find something, Sydney. We'll, so we'll come find- on, everybody. If you like Sydney, pitch in. Uh, she'll put a link up on her page uh with the, the gofundme link we i mean you can 3, venmo me people we can no 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 <laughs> no 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 it has to be gofundme <laughs> has to go through the the gofundme uh that i'm setting up okay um yeah yeah you set it up and <laughs> i will link it to people um because that way i that way i have control of the finances of the oh situation. because and you'll... i'll be the one i'll be the one finding i'll be the one finding the car too gotcha so, you know gotcha okay mm-hmm. so yeah just send tweet out that link <laughs> and i'll retweet it and then hopefully you can find me a 1973 dodge dart custom um and that would really help out my life situation uh, I did. Uh, I think it would. I made. I did a new run of stickers. That's like this. Um, uh, I don't know, like sea uh, punk, you know, uh, psychedelic, like graphic that says "Accept Your Greatness." And I posted on Instagram that I'm selling them for a dollar a sticker, and I guilted people by saying, "Please uh, buy these stickers. I need to uh, buy a new car." And I did sell 50 stickers, so <laughs> so that's good. I have 50 dollars in my car fund. Um, that's actually really good. Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny. Yeah, shout be- out! Shout out to everyone who bought that sticker. You're you're a champion. You're yeah. a real life hero. Yeah, Becky, Iris, Kelly. Um, Beck also bought another month of sponsorship on the show. So this show is actually brought to you by 
at sad baby Beck on Twitter. I should have done that up top. I'm bad at this advertising thing because I'm not used to it. Um, so I need to get more better. You know, if I had more advertisers, wink, wink, I could have more practice doing ad spots. But uh, $5 buys you a month of sponsorship of the show. Uh, just DM me if you want to sponsor the show. Uh, so sh thanks to Sad Baby Beck, who is my child, and I love her. Um, she's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. But also, I want to say, if you do choose to have Sydney uh, give you a shout out, maybe present her with a in the DM. Present her with a little copy if yes. you want her to, you know, put a message out for you. Maybe go ahead and detail that message. What what you want her to shout out exactly, and where they can go to find it or something like that yeah yeah like um because i'll read your ad copy and i will link to whatever you want me to link to in our instagram and twitter uh I, there's not much i won't do for you if you sponsor this show wink wink <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh well it's a good show it's a it's a really great show i mean why wouldn't people like it we have over 2,000 listeners every single week. Um, it, I mean, your ad is going to reach thousands. It is going to reach thousands, and you'll be supporting the kind of programming that you want, almost like a PBS-style thing, you know? Yeah. This programming depends on its listeners. It really... So please, it, support the kind... Good. Um, yeah, no, it's it's wholly dependent on the listeners um or it should be um you know it's still it still isn't breaking even on a regular basis but uh we'll get there we'll get there still looking into getting the screen printed thongs and also someone suggested some uh fan favorite crop tops um so i think i'm going to design a hashtag fan favorite graphic but in the baywatch font um to potentially do some t uh, some crop tops. Now what? Say that again. What hashtag fan favorite? What now? In the the Baywatch font, the font used in the logo for Baywatch, the TV show. Yeah. And so, but put it on a crop top because I got some crop, crop cap crop top a t shirt, but a short t shirt. Oh. Oh. Okay. I got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so crop, crop top. Crop top. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So that I'm still working on. Um, it'll happen. It'll happen one day. I could do it maybe on like a red bubble, like a print to order site. Um, that way it wouldn't cost me a lot of money up front and I wouldn't have to be responsible for all the shipping and all that stuff. So. I'll yeah, I think that sounds good. Now, would this would this crop top would it be the kind of thing like <clears throat> back in the mid '80s? I went to the uh, the Orange County um, Fair mm -hmm. in Southern California, and there was a carnival game there where if you threw a dart at a poster, you know, you pay three dollars, you get a dart. And if you could hit a poster, you got that poster, you know, or a version of it. Uh -huh. so One without a I... hole in it. Right. Yes. <laughs> or several thousand holes. So I uh, probably 
maybe you know 12 years old or so I, I gave the man the man with um you know at least 27 teeth i gave him my three dollars and i threw the dart at a poster of now it was just a photograph of a lady's torso okay and she was wearing i guess you would call it like a tube maybe a tube top it did have shoulder straps, uh-huh. so it wasn't a tube top. I guess that's a crop top, right? Yeah. Now, this this shirt, this crop top she was wearing, it had the words study hard printed <laughs> across the front of the shirt. Yeah. And you could see probably a third of her bosom uh, protruding from the bottom of the shirt. So would it be that kind of shirt that we're talking about? Yeah, probably a little bit longer. So there's so you can wear it in public legally. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm looking up. Uh, I just Googled. Oh, I just pulled it up. I found a picture of it. The study hard shirt? Yeah, you can buy an original on eBay for $100. Is it for real? Did you actually find the study hard shirt? Yeah. Uh, vintage uh, Texa Graphics 1979 Study Hard poster. Um. <laughs> uh, oh my god! I'm gonna. I'll t- I have to I'll, have it. Yeah, I'm gonna tweet out this link so someone can buy it for you. Um, there's also <laughs> one that has a man wearing nothing but boxer shorts, and he's very buff. And uh, it says, improve your mind, study something hard. <laughs> That's funny. That one's only $40. Uh, of course. Oh, wait. Okay. I think I found one on eBay for $10. You might be getting a Christmas present. This is amazing. I can't display that in my house. Oh, because you, you have a child. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not going to. Nobody buy me that, please. But it is funny. Um, okay, this is a reprint. That's why it's so cheap. I love that somebody is reprinting these because they know people want them. <laughs> now I want to know the story behind it. Like, who was the model? Was it somebody famous or was it just some chick with, with juicy knockers? It had to yeah. be just some chick because if they're famous, they would have put her face in it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's famous now regardless. It's just nobody knows who she is. Yeah. She's famous in our hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to send this to you right now. You can make it your uh, phone's uh, lock screen. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I just... And in real time, lis- in real time listeners... <laughs> Did you do it on Twitter or um um no via text message Do you see. get texts while you're on a phone call? I think so. Okay. Oh. It said failed to I mean it's there. I see it. It's just saying failed to download attachment from multimedia try again later. Oh, so, yeah. well, maybe not. I'll send maybe it to not. you on Twitter too. Okay. Wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, this is great for the listeners. This is great. This is fun. Now they know. They know how our friendship works. 
I do see. There we go. That's the one. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. That's exactly it. Wow, it's been so long. <laughs> oh, she's she's really nipping out. Yeah, there's some serious nip action going on. Um, oh, that's fantastic. I'm probably going to name that's this great. episode Study Hard. Study Hard? <laughs> I think that's appropriate. Oh, God, that's so great. Uh, <laughs> well, anything else we should talk about before we wrap up? Shit, I think we covered it. I think we really did. Um, well, everyone, I'm going to put this up on Wednesday because I don't have a main episode. Oh, this week. here's one. Here's one. Wait, here's one thing. We haven't touched upon this and it's been eating away at me. You probably remember that I challenged Scott McNulty to knock me off the hashtag favorite fr- throne. Oh, yeah. Many months ago. And I set up this weird like, you know, it was kind of ambiguous challenge where you know based on the number of listens our our you know episodes got one of us you know he could he could knock me off the throne and and claim the the crown of hashtag fan favorite well it turns out it turns out that scott mcnulty is not interested in being hashtag fan favorite because he he has uh, basically taken himself out of the competition. He said that he's fine just being hashtag executive producer. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, he's a, he doesn't need the the glory or the fame. He just needs. He's not. He's not about the limelight. Mm-mm. So does that mean that you are officially the fan favorite? Wait. Say that again. So does that mean that you are declaring yourself officially the fan favorite? Oh, I've declared that all along. I've never not declared that. I'm still the hashtag fan favorite. <laughs> well, and there is hashtag fan favorite merch. If anyone would like to buy a fan favorite sticker, <laughs> you can DM me. They are $2. You can represent your love of Rob Love and your love of soup. Um, so that's pretty exciting. And I also welcome any other challengers uh, who want to take the hashtag fan favorite um, crown. You're going to have to knock it off my head, though. But you got to bring the goods. So yeah. get in touch with Sydney. Let her know you want to do an episode about something you feel that you love, that you love or you're especially knowledgeable about. Do your research. And then come on and wow us all. Yeah. Maybe you can become hashtag fan favorite. Yeah, show us what you got. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've actually really appreciated, like, I love some of the episodes that have come out by, you know, uh, there was the, I mean, it made me really uncomfortable to listen to it, but the, like, the, the little, the little or whatever. Oh, yeah, that one was good. The kink, the kink thing. Yeah, that was as a father of an 11 year old made me really uncomfortable to listen to, but it was really interesting. And then of course there's your friend who's the, um, like the, the dominatrix or whatever. Bur- the burlesque dancer. She, the burlesque dancer. Yeah. 
Yes. I mean, they're all good. They're all great. And like every time something like that comes comes out, an episode like that comes out, I'm just like, oh, my God, I had no idea. And it's like um, subject matter I would never have looked into. But then to hear it discussed by someone who like knows it really well like that and is a listener of the show and has a great sense of humor and everything. It's like I really enjoy those episodes a lot. So keep come keep them coming in, everybody. Like if you have some weird or just interesting thing that you want to discuss, by all means, DM Sydney because that's basically what this show is at this point, right? It's just like glimpses into the weirdness of human existence. Yeah, and I um I really enjoy the age play episode with Minky. Um and uh, the burlesque with Paris. I really enjoy interviewing people who have firsthand knowledge of the experience that we're talking about because it's not just, um, I mean, I loved it when it was just Shu and I, and it was a great show then, but we covered a lot of topics that neither one of us had firsthand experience with. So it was research and speculation. Um, and so now it's research, but also personal knowledge uh which is why i had zach do an episode about meth with me um <laughs> uh but yeah it's uh, that was a good that was a good one i i think it was a good one people i got a lot a lot more uh dms of from people about how much they like that episode than i w- i would have expected so that was exciting so yeah if anyone has something weird that they think i would like to talk about um dm me on instagram or twitter i have um uh you can just gmail me at sydneydelorean at gmail.com i got contacted by the producer of an hbo reality series asking if i knew anyone who was uh an objectophilia person um, that could be on their show because they were <laughs> who do- likes to f- like fuck cars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a really. Uh, I was like, thanks. There, because I guess they listened to the episode and then said, you know, in the course of this, have you found anyone who would fit under this profile? And I really fucked up by not pretending to be uh, an objectophile just to get on TV. Um, I just wrote the back. I, unfortunately, I haven't met anyone who has that. Uh, kink um, but thanks for reaching out so yeah well maybe one of our listeners has um, objectophilia and um, they want to talk about it on the the podcast I I would love it I would love it so much alright I think we've done it and um, if you want to what do we say at the end of this episode happy hump day Oh, this is going out on a Wednesday? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, great. Well, hang on just a sec, and I will wish everyone a happy hump day. <laughs> happy hump day. 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 day.